Welcome to Daily Reviews with JNC Podcast. Today's book we will be discussing is The Color of Law by Richard Reinstein. The Color of Law is a great read and is definitely for you if you're into uncovering the truth. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. Yes, everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jakiah. And I'm Corinne. Let's get into today's episode of Daily Reviews with JNC. The book we're going to be talking about is The Color of Law. And we're going to be talk about we're going to talk about the way it covers systemic racism, a topic that is sadly covered up by many individuals. Luckily, as of this year, many people have been talking about it, and we are here to continue that conversation. The book promise is Semita. Already messed up. Systemic <laughs> racism going. throughout history. Alright. So the summary of the book. The Color of Law, which was published by Liverite in May of 2017, Richard Rothstein argues with exhausting precision and fascinating insight about how segregation in America, the insistent kind that continues to dog over our major cities and has contributed to so much recent social strife, is the byproduct of explicit government policies at the local, state, and federal levels. My personal reaction to this is that it was an eye-opener for me based on how systemic racism was formed but it's not that surprising that it did knowing what we have learned about history i filled in a lot of the gaps that schools don't really teach kids mainly leaning into the idea of white fragility and censoring uh, many things for the caucasian crowd Um, The education system and its censorship is absolutely ridiculous and is one of the main reasons why we still have some people who have trouble identifying problems that remain in our government that are left over from many years prior. Yes, I agree, because it also explained to me that why certain people live in certain areas, why there's more predominantly black people in one area, there's more predominantly white people in another area because of how they did the redlining and separating of America. And it's still the same way today and has an effect on them. And And that leads into the whole idea of how um, more African-American communities have um, less opportunities of education, which presents this stereotype that isn't actually accurate and is more of just portraying how they've had a disadvantage for so many years. Yes. An example of that from the book that really stood out was in chapter one, when Rothstein extrapolates the problem of de-segregation with the representative story of Frank Stevenson, an African-American man living in Richmond, California in the mid-20th century, a former manufacturing town. Richmond grew rapidly during World War II to keep up with demand and government public building houses for white people. It built comfortable suburbs called Rolling Wood. Well, this is basically saying that he helped build and make all these houses for the white people's, (laughs) I guess the white houses, but his house, well, black people's houses, they did not really come and reconstruct it. They just left it the way it is. If they didn't come and try to fix it, if there was a problem, they just let it keep getting worse. It was really unfortunate at the time that they did that because everyone deserves like proper housing. But the reason why 
um, that plays into the reason why um, when African Americans were trying to move into the suburbs, um, a lot of the retail industry didn't want them to do so because they believed it would lower retail prices. But that was more of just playing into the the racist stigma that if African Americans moved into the neighborhood, more Caucasians wouldn't want to move into the neighborhood, which is dumb. Now nowadays we know that, but back mm-hmm. then um, there was the whole stigma. Yes, I remember reading about that, and I was just like, how can a person living there change how like? I don't know, change out somebody, change their mind where they want to live or how much it costs or the value of it might go down. I just thought that was crazy. Yeah, and it even, like, it even, the book even talks about how um, the retail prices wouldn't have dropped um, because you would still have families coming in and buying the suburbs. Maybe more Caucasians would leave, but more African Americans would move into that. So the retail price would stay the same because people would still be buying homes. Okay, jump into... Okay, so why the book is effective? The book is effective because it gives the history around (laughs) systemic racism. It's a further explanation into why it happened and how we still have it today. It even gives um, proper arguments to people who nowadays don't believe systemic racism is a thing, which is something we have seen become rather prominent in this year of 2020 with all the Black Lives Matter protests and how everyone was talking about systemic racism. And there are certain groups that do not believe that it is a thing. And this book, I find, is a good tool that now that I have read it, I have better information to tell them that they are incorrect and it is a thing. And it can let you formulate different ways of how to change it and make the government not systemically racist which it it would require a deconstruction of a lot of our common laws and um, ideas but it would be helpful because therefore there wouldn't be any systemic discrimination yes I agree I think once people in the government, which is people, accept change, then maybe a change can happen because people who don't accept change, they're not going to change. Which is like people that don't believe in systemic racism and all the other things that just like have their mindset that nope, that's not it. They have to be willing to change in order for a change to happen. Yeah, and a lot of the time they don't believe that it is an actual problem because they are unaffected by it. Yes. And they are affected by other problems and the problems that they are affected by. They say, those are an issue. This is not only because I've never seen it because you're not affected by it. Mm. If you are a Caucasian man, you're not going to experience systemic racism. Yes. You can complain that you've experienced it, but you most likely have (laughs) not. Yeah. I feel like they need to read this book they really do maybe oh, I have that a bunch will of people them. i'm gonna recommend this book to <laughs> <laughs> all right so taking a break from that we have a message from our sponsor walmart save money live better walmart it has everything at relatively good prices too so thanks walmart for sponsoring this widow podcast hmm. 
and make sure you go shop there because it's Christmas time. That's very true. Or get any a holiday so you celebrate. <laughs> have you already bought? Have you already bought your holiday presents? No. And neither have I. I'm very <laughs> behind. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to wrap up the podcast. So what were your overall thoughts of the book? Because we know why it affected us, and we have our own, like, reactions to it. But how overall, do you think it gave, like, a good message, or do you think it was very effective in spreading the message? I think it was very effective, and I like how he um, split it up and explained it in, like, the different years and, like, time zones, and it all led up to how can how we can change it i like how he did that and he provided examples and like i don't know he just made it interesting yeah it was a very interesting read because as someone who's not a fan of non-fiction um novels i was very hesitant when approaching it but i was also rather excited because it's about something i and myself am very passionate about because i don't believe that anyone should be discriminated against for any reason so when hearing about this book i was like "Ooh, i want to read that because it it gave the evolution of like how it formed where it is today and how we can fix it which was a very good setup on his part and made the book very enjoyable yes i think why i chose it is because of the title the color of laws like oh this looks interesting and then i think i read the description and i was like oh yeah i definitely want to read this yeah because one of my other choices was the other book we were presented with, White Fragility, because coming from a family of Caucasians, I know a lot of my family members go through white fragility. And so learning about not only the color of law and systemic racism, I can now um, completely debunk their arguments against it. Mm. Um, but also it did give kind of an insight into a little bit of like uh, white fragility as well, thinking about how a lot of people are in denial about it and they're just like, no, no, this is fine, everything's fine, even though it's not fine. Yes. All right, well, thanks everyone for tuning in to our podcast. It was a little serious, but it's a serious topic that needed to be talked about and we're glad everyone came in to listen to it with us. Thank you for tuning in to Daily Reviews with J&C. Have a nice day. Toodaloo.